Episode 15 of The Black Traveller. Today, we've got lots to cover. What's we have, been happening this week, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about, have a bit of a news roundup, essentially, yeah. but talk about unconscious bias oh as well. Goodness, yeah. But we're going to be talking about some of the incidents that have been mm. um, in the news this week, particularly in, in London and in the UK. Mm. Um, Definitely incidents as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah very interesting stuff. A yeah. little bizarre, yeah. some things. Yeah, but we're going to get into it. Yeah? Let's get into this. Okay. Let's start with bananas in Bromley, shall we? Which bananas in Bromley. It sounds ridiculous. It, it does. It is ridiculous. It's just it's just astounding. And this is the Black Traveller podcast, so you know it involves some form of racism. Right? Exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah. So there's this guy. Yeah. Mark Darcy Smith. Okay. A young black man. Yeah. Londoner. Of Londoner. Some sorts. Yeah. yeah. Decides to go out for a drink with a friend of his. Right. In a local pub in, in Bromley, which is South London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's this pub that he's been going to for a good while, Weatherspoons Pub, which is a pub chain. Goes in, he's having a drink with a friend, having a good time, and then a banana shows up. Right, okay. Uh, Gets delivered to him on a plate by a member (sighs) of staff from the pub. Uh, And it transpires that Weatherspoons have this app Mm. within their pubs where people can order food. I see. And they can order the food and get it, obviously... um, delivered to a table but somebody within the pub has decided that they're going to order a, a banana and then anonymously send it to this wow. black man wow how sad do you need to be you've got nothing better to do on your you've night you've seriously got nothing to, better to do than to see a man and think well I'll tell you what I'm going to go I'm going to get on the app yeah. I'm going to order a banana I'm going to send it to him just the thought process you know what, what has to be going through your mind to think that that's acceptable yeah and, and some like whoever played that they perceive it to be a prank, but it's a hate crime. It's a hate crime, absolutely. Without yeah. question. Yeah. And they probably thought, this is quite funny, and it's not a joke at all. It's not a joke. It's a very serious incident. Yeah. See, I have difficulty even understanding. You know, you've rounded up there possibly what was going through their minds. Yeah, it could be worse, though. It could be worse, but I, I can't even begin to think how you can end up doing that. You know, what can be going through your mind to, to lead you to a position where you might end up doing that right. you know yeah but like you said maybe they thought it was just a just some sort of prank yeah but yeah absolutely unbelievable so the you know the poor guy he was on the he was on the tv doing some interviews with the press right said yeah. there was a mixture for him a mixture of emotions between just being being afraid mm. being mm. shocked mm. angry angry no just question. being completely surprised just mm. you know he took it up with the um with the staff in the pub yeah and it, the reaction and the response wasn't great. And the response since from Witherspoon's, uh, Witherspoon, sorry, hasn't mm. been great. Wow. Um, they say, well, we can't do anything about people who order stuff on our app. Mm. You know, we, people order things and there's nothing that we can do about it, which right. isn't, I, I don't think, I, don't, <laughs> I know you agree with me, isn't, yeah, it, yeah. isn't an adequate response <laughs> from an all. organization? It's really they should awful. be making sure that this, as far as possible, this sort of thing can't happen. Yeah. And it changes everything. Uh, about your feeling of safety, doesn't it? Of course it does. Because, you know, you're living with, uh, arguably he's living quite close to this community or within this community and he's just going out to have a good time, an innocent good time with a few friends. And to then experience this racism and it not really be recognised. Yeah, exactly. That is, uh, you know, that that's just totally unfair. Yeah, I think you're right. It's totally unfair. It's one of those situations actually where you look at it and I think to myself... You know, often on the Black Traveller podcast, we're saying, mm. we're looking at something and we're saying, well, 
is it racism or isn't it? You know, sometimes yeah, right. there's a potentially, mm. there's a reasonable, legitimate explanation for these things. Yeah. But I've, been, I've racked my brains, Frank. I can't think of any any explanation that, you know, it's not that the banana didn't go to the wrong table. Right, exactly. You know, it, it wasn't... It. And he did ask, in fact, I think. Oh, just looking right? at the article, yeah, okay. he did say, was, is this the is right this table? Is okay. this for me? Yeah. And uh, and they said, well, yes, it's, you know, it's been ordered specifically for your table. Yeah, so it's just racism. It's just... That was racism, yeah. and and you made a point to me just just a second ago off off the podcast, which was you know some of the the, the media outlets out yeah. there have portrayed it as a bit of a joke. Yeah, I think right? so. It's very subtly yeah. so, though. Yeah. So right. they've you know on on some newspapers or some newspaper websites, mm. this guy's a saw the interview with him on the TV. He's a real nice guy, you know, jovial guy. Mm. You know, he's 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 critical in some ways of Weatherspoon's response, but yeah. his his approach is. You know, this is very sad that this has happened. This mm. has happened. Why can't we just all be a bit nicer to each other? Mm. And he's just a nice guy. Yeah. So the there's a picture of him just smiling and laughing that he looks like they've probably pulled from social media. Facebook or yeah. Instagram, yeah. And right next to him, there's a picture of the banana. Right, right, with a receipt. So it's him yeah. smiling and laughing and a banana. Yeah. yeah. And it just makes the whole thing just look just trivialises yeah. it. Make it makes it all look as though it's just a big laugh. And that's a privilege to be able to joke about racism yeah absolutely. It was like one it's I no big got. deal yeah, yeah. 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 We, you know we categorically <laughs> do not have that privilege whatsoever because that's our lived experience exactly. that we've gone through certainly over our lifetime of yeah. experience racism in some particular way yeah. and um we we can't just make a joke at it you know we can't just listen to a concern and debunk it entirely yeah we have to accept that this is someone's reality and there's no compromise on that reality and I think that's something that lots of institutions and organisations are struggling with. And actually, you know, we're going to talk about unconscious bias in a little bit more detail. So go on, Frank. Yeah, so no, I was just going to say, I think there is, uh, people don't like to be called out, especially in, in matters involving kind of race and ethnicity. But, you know, we, we have to be able to learn and, and have the uncomfortable conversations. And we have to acknowledge that people's lived experience sometimes is, is not that great. Absolutely. And I think there is something there, don't you think, that about organisations not bearing in mind or not really thinking through the fact that this sort of thing potentially might happen, not thinking about what their response might be when it does happen, mm. not really understanding the impact that something like this does have. Mm. And so I've got a feeling that over the next few days, Weatherspoon's response is going to change a little bit. Yeah. You know, the more yeah, that this, this so. yeah, the more that this blows up, I can see them, you know, maybe getting together and thinking, actually, well, we need to respond in a different way. But yeah. it's so common that, that organisations just seem to be wrong-footed by this. Yeah. You know, something yeah. blows up and suddenly, well, it's nothing to do with us. We can't do anything about that. Right. And then they sit down, they usually through social media or through some pressure from different groups, mm. realise that, no, this is serious. You need to respond to this. And then after that take action you know we saw it for instance mm. with the bbc with the nagam uh, Monchetti stuff yes exactly. you know initial response really poor yeah eventually just get pressured into enough of a backlash and yeah i mean the optics are just so bad they are and why am i compelled to i not that i i don't really typically go to a weatherspoons but why am i compelled to do so in the future yeah well i'm you know i only go there now i mean i don't mm. you know i don't drink no so, yeah. yeah exactly so i i just go there now to watch the football very now and right, you know, right infrequently yeah but that ain't happening anymore just you know, why would you bother yeah i'll go to somewhere else why would i support I'll that organization yeah. i just wouldn't and, and it's not to say that it's necessarily their fault no or or it's not confined to that particular yeah 
pub itself, because Weatherspoons, I think, is a franchise. Is uh, that, yeah, is that right? It's, some, it's, a, it's large, a chain, it's a isn't it? Yeah, chain. it's a very large chain. But yeah, when you're thinking about where you spend your money now, when I'm thinking about where I spend my money now, mm. I've got a Weatherspoons and I've got somewhere else. Yeah, I'll go to the other place. If it's a fifty, if it's a straight fifty-fifty, I'll go somewhere else. And it, it it's sad, but that that's the sad. way certainly that I make my um, choices about you know where I spend my heart hard-earned money yeah and that's one of the reasons why we are sharing these stories on this podcast because i think we need to think about which institutions are we giving power you know which institutions are we supporting uh financially or with um with our democratic votes or you know with our word of mouth etc and so on we you know we do have power we have to kind of take that off the table especially if you're from an underprivileged background you sometimes forget that you know, you, your privilege is the ability to speak up. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily have the same privilege of, of other groups out there, but fundamentally, you do have a voice and you have the right to make your decisions in life, right? Yeah, in absolutely. terms of, you know, who, who, who you want to support and who you don't want to support. Exactly. So, so we have to rally yeah. in, in situations like this and think about, you know, what, what is, uh, what is the message that we're trying to send, you know, let's make it a constructive one. And that constructive one is we're not willing to support institutions that a don't have a positive response or a practical response yeah. towards racism, uh, and B are not actively trying to tackle their unconscious bias. Enough is enough. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see what, you know, how this one plays out. Yeah. Um, because the police have been informed, apparently they're going to look into it because right. it, you know, it's a racist, um, it's a Incident. hate crime. It yeah. is, it's a hate crime, yeah. 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 And you wouldn't think it would be too difficult mm. to actually track down who made that transaction. Mm, that's right. Definitely. It was done on an app. There must be some paper trail to yeah. all that, some digital paper trail. Yeah, they've signed in, they've registered, Should I'm have guessing, yeah. you know, Should to have use that app. So getting even more serious than that, okay. Oxford Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this one, Oxford Union have been in the news this week. It's, it's, it gets worse before it gets better. <laughs> does it get better? I hope it gets I don't better. know if it does get better, but this was this was particularly serious. And this is this is an incident where uh, Ebenezer... Uh, oh, yeah, Ebenezer has a matty. Right? Yeah. And, and he's an alumni of Oxford University. He uh, was visiting the Oxford Union for a debate. So he kind of arrived early... I think he'd put one of his books on on a, a on a seat on an accessible seat near near um, near the entrance. Went off to have dinner, ca- came back and was told that he wasn't allowed back in. Um, decided that he was going to kind of try and take his seat anyway, and that was the point where a couple of the staff members of the Oxford Union were interrogating him. And then he went through a, a, a well, terrible incident where they really literally was, dragged him they out. They dragged him out by his feet or by his by heels. His ankles, yeah. Oh, you forgot to mention he's blind. And he's blind. I don't think he mentioned he's that. Blind. He's yeah, blind, yeah. No, I did not mention that. Yeah. And um, I mean, firstly, how can you treat someone like that? Oh, no. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who that individual is. You know, we, we, no one should be subjected to uh you know that that kind of prejudice yeah, is that, what i would call it right and he um, was initially the response as well oxford union was sort of defending it a little bit yeah um essentially painting him as being in the wrong that's right i think there were some suggestions i think if i'm correct that that he'd assaulted somebody or that he'd yeah. done something they quickly changed tack mm. yeah well, mm. well within a couple of days they changed tack, that's right yeah. realized this guy's completely innocent mm. um and the 
if the president of the of Oxford Unions actually resigned, resigned, right? and yeah. I think I think the two kind of security guards in question apparently have also resigned okay, as well. Yeah, which is a, a, a an adequate response, but I think what it speaks of is you know tying it back to unconscious bias. That's a very serious unconscious bias there, because here's a man who's um, you know who who has a disability, is also a black man, and is instantly being seen as a perpetrator yeah so as opposed to questioning him as a normal person immediately you're making an assumption that he doesn't belong in this institution and then everything else kind of followed followed from that point and there's some video online as well and you watch the video and so disheartening it's heartbreaking you think that you drag somebody out maybe if they're a threat or they're doing something threatening or or they're, they're putting somebody at risk. And you mm. look at the video and the guy's seated. Yeah. He's yeah. blind, he's yeah. seated. What kind of risk is he to anybody, right. I'd say? And it's a very violent removal it is, it is. of him to just kind of pull him from his chair. And you can see him just struggling yeah. and he's nervous and he's obviously anxious. And because he's, you know, he he, he has a um, an impairment and his sight, I mean, that's, I can only imagine how that feels. Yeah. So, so scary. But really terrible. Yeah, so... I mean, the good thing is it looks like some action's been taken here. It took a bit of a while for the, the president of the union to uh, to resign, but he's gone now. Yeah. Um, as you said, the um, the guards look like they've gone. They're, they've gone. Yeah. And, and, and it's important to note that, you know, the Oxford Union operates independently of the university. But what this generally talks about is, you know, th- there's some institutionalised racism, potentially, that they've got to look at and an unconscious bias that definitely needs to be worked on. And they really need to put in place some systems as well. Yeah. I mean, it might be around training, it might be, but also systems and processes to make sure that this just can't happen again. Yeah, um, that's right. To anybody, let alone um, let alone somebody with a disability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's scary stuff, isn't it? It scary really is, stuff, yeah. So it? that's, it. <laughs> as you mentioned, it's, it's got it's got worse. It got I mean, <laughs> yeah, but this, this, I mean, this isn't, this isn't as bad maybe, but this is just yeah. interesting there. There's, there yeah. was a, a guy called Manny Arthur, right? Who's the uh, founder of the Black Cyclist Network, and it's, yeah. a, it's a group of black guys who I think they're London-based actually. Okay. Uh, and they, you, you know, they're dressed all in lycra. They've got the helmets, and they're pretty serious about their cycling. Right. You right. know, and they go cycling all over the all over the country. I think. Yeah. Through various counties, so a few days ago he was cycling um, in London, in central London. Okay. And. He came up to a traffic light and I think he must have been just in front of the line that cyclists are supposed to stop at. Right. Uh, A police officer asked him to reverse. He said, look, it'll be unsafe to reverse because apparently there was some sort of truck behind him. Mm, mm. I mean, this is Euston Road. This is Euston Road. Very, very busy. Incredibly busy. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, you know, he couldn't reverse because it wouldn't be safe to do so. But then as he was about to cycle off, the police officer pulled him to the side. Wow. And then he used this excuse, which seems now to be the go-to excuse for police officers a lot of the time, yeah. which is, you smell of cannabis, can, oh I, can I search it? Wow. So the guy's dressed in lycra on a bike. It's abysmal. And they said, oh, you, you smell of cannabis, and then get started searching him. So st- did a stop and search. And this, yeah. I mean, he's, not that this should matter, but no. I think he's, he looks like he's in his 30s. He's, right, right. To me and you, would look like, he's just a, just a perfectly respectful a- black man yeah he's not he's not he's not you know he's not standing on a street corner looking shady in any way no 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 
you know, not uh, that that should even not not that that represents anything, yeah. but it, you know, there's no definition of a of what a criminal looks like. But fundamentally, this is someone who's on a bike, on a bike, on a bike at the traffic lights, about to cycle off, yeah. and passing police officers decide to stop him on the basis of quote unquote smelling the cannabis, ca- smelling of cannabis. So they stop him. Easy. Get him to take his shoes off, search him. Oh my gosh, um, embarrassing. Obviously, don't find any cannabis because the man didn't smell of cannabis. That's right, yeah. Towards the end of the search, he says, can you smell cannabis now? The, the officer says, no, I can't smell it anymore. I see. So what you can smell... <laughs> wow, so within can... the space of what was, what, four or five minutes? Yeah, you now can't smell it anymore. You suggest that possibly you never smelt any and you wanted some sort of excuse to search him. Wow. Um, and he's... So he's part of the the black cyclers network yeah which is uh, who are they if you can just yes i think they were they're they're a group of cyclists a group of guys uh who just have a love for for cycling but for you know they've got these racer bikes yeah uh, community of yeah the community of cyclists yeah Yeah, you'll find them on on instagram they post a lot on there yeah um I think they might be on, on some other social uh, networks as well. Right, right. Um, they do group rides and, and stuff like that. So, you know, they're not they're not advocating for peddling drugs in any way. No, no, no. That's not on their social media, like the though. Pond, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But, and it's just, wow. it's just ridiculous. But I was yeah. just, it's just that idea. I mean, I, it, it says to me, it makes me wonder whether, one, that police officer just wanting an excuse to, mm. to stop him. Yeah. Or whether he actually really looked at him and thought, there's a black man. Mm. There's a good chance that because he's a black man, yeah. he's got drugs on him. Yeah. So I'm going to search him. Hopefully I'll get lucky. Right. Find right. some drugs and I'll then be able to arrest. You know, does yeah. he just look at every black person and think... I, I've got a search of quota yeah, today. Yeah, you're probably going to... Yeah, you're probably yeah. going to... I'm probably going to find some drugs on just because... They, I, I can't understand. Again, it's yeah. back to that thought, you know. And from a Met police officer, that is... It's not know, good, yeah. It's, it's just, good. It, it, It's shocking. And it, it speaks of how much of a bias that we can hold. Because here is an individual that doesn't appear to be committing a crime. Not or suspicious perpetrated, in any way that suspicious we suspicious in any think. way. Yeah, yeah, right. Apart from... If you think that all black people are suspicious, yeah, potentially then I can't see why this person was singled out beyond the color of their skin. He's literally on a bike in cycling gear, yeah, not smelling of. Let's be clear. I mean, let's, he did, yeah, he did smell it. I mean, it was a, it's a nice excuse to use, but he didn't. It is a nice excuse because he did, obviously didn't smell the cannabis because the officer couldn't smell it afterwards. Right. Okay, you, know, you could argue that maybe there was some cannabis in the air somewhere and yeah. the officer thought it was him and then it turns out... But, you know, this, oh yeah, we've got to be realistic about this. this. It sounds from the evidence we've got that there's something else going on here, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I understand that, you know, the police in London have got, you know, they've gone through a long history of, of you know, having a bias yeah. Um, towards black communities, BAME communities in London. And, you know, the, a lot has changed since the 90s, but there's still clearly a lot of work that needs to be done. I think you're right. Yeah, and they've got a diff. you know, we always say that they've got a difficult job to do. Mm, um, yeah. But I don't think they make it any easier by picking on people who are clearly innocent mm. going about their daily their daily business yeah and that's the question that uh, i think many companies right now are suffering from exactly the same problem where you have individuals within any organization that clearly do have a bias and it's being able to up your awareness of what that bias is and recognize that it's there we can't just skim over it no. any and every group 
can uh, can harbour an unconscious bias or even unconscious bias for that matter. Mm-hmm. And you you know we have to do something about it. Like why are we not focusing on uh, being kind, right, and building yeah. our empathy? Yeah. You know why is that not a central focus? <laughs> it, it's kind of beyond me sometimes. It's just not to say I'm not you know I'm not the the, the best person on the planet. I'm not the pretty nice. You know <laughs> I'm a pretty yeah. nice person. However, I just, you know, I, I cannot understand why we just allow these things to harbour. Yeah. You know, and a bit of unconscious bias training is not going to solve this and, and create structural change that we no. need to see. But, they, I mean, you know, these biases are deep, aren't they? They're deep-seated. They They're things that we grow up with. Yeah. We get presented with representations of different groups, mm. uh, people with certain characteristics, and we build up these understandings of, you know, what a, what is it to be a black person? Why, mm. you know, we bring, build these up when you know when we're children yeah and, and from the representations uh, that we receive through the media and through our day-to-day life as well yeah yeah so and you, it's hard to you know on that point in terms of representation that is something that you know the black and bame community has really suffered from globally yeah, yeah. We, we haven't seen figures that represent us and we we you know we touched on that on the previous podcast and i think now that has had you know it's created a, a, a real change in our society where those those with more privilege uh, are retaining that privilege. You yeah, know, they're yeah. really scared to, to give away a bit of their equity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't believe the table's large enough. Yeah, and we, we spoke about this either in the last episode or the one before as well, didn't we? About yeah. some of our personal experiences of, you know, being in meetings, going into buildings, being viewed a certain way. Being profiled. Being profiled, yeah, yeah absolutely. Being yeah, profiled. Being profiled. Um, and it's... You know, I mentioned that one where you know, I was in that meeting and the person was obviously very, very, very surprised to see a black man. Yeah. The, you know, the guy couldn't look at me throughout the whole meeting. And, yeah. You know, I mean, these are things that... You've got to work on. And, and I think it's it's being able to, like, do, actively think about it and do something about it. Like, do you actually care about... You know, what does it mean to be a good human yeah. in our yeah. society these days? You know, I, I would say it starts from removing any bias you have. Yeah, or because, at least reflecting on it, noticing it. Yeah, but even reflecting on it is a privilege, isn't it? Because yeah. you kind of you think to yourself, well, that how long is that? Like we have to start there because that period of reflection may take several weeks, it may t- take several months. But then it's always it's also trying to practically do something mm, about it yeah, in terms yeah. of I admittedly I don't understand every single disability that you know kind of is out there right now. I need to do some work on that. Yeah, I need yeah. to really understand that because. If I'm if I'm confronted uh, with a situation where I've got to communicate or talk to someone about their disability, I want to be able to do it in the right kind of way. Yeah. So when we extend that to let's say race and ethnicity, I think there are so many people that you know suffer from a, a bias towards certain ethnic groups, um, unconscious or conscious. Yeah, yeah. And when you're working in the yeah. you're working in, the, in public in the public sector in public service like a police officer, yeah, you really need to be very mindful of the way that you interact with the public absolutely and the way that you treat them and of the biases that you hold mm. um, community and you serve yeah absolutely right? and that should happen on an institutional level mm. and I'm, yeah I'm not sure whether or whether it is you've done a little bit of work with the police have you you've, you've had some I've, yeah I've had yeah I mean I've I've, I've done a talk at, um, at at one of one of the kind of uh, the, 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 the transport police arms okay. and um, uh, spoken to a number of individuals there and you realise how complex it is yeah 
to tackle unconscious bias amongst you know a, a huge police force because there's so many different individuals and you know we're obviously we're based in London and yeah. some of these policies can be very London centric sure. and don't necessarily serve uh, people across the country uh, and also this idea of diversity diversity is very complex it's not just race mm. and ethnicity it's lots of different other things right social and economic status gender sexuality etc so I think it's understanding that we have to talk about race because uh let's say the black experience is vastly different to or black or bame you know it's vastly yeah. different to many other groups out there we have to recognize that we can't be afraid to have that conversation and when we start to look into the intersections beyond race then it really gets complex and you realize that um you know you're under supported yeah. a lot of the time so Having a curio a positive curiosity is what I would call it is a very very good thing, yeah. Because it allows uh, you know safe spaces to have these conversations, and I think that's where it starts. I think that's the first thing you need to do to recognise to reflect to your point, Nigel, uh, to reflect that you have a bias. Yeah, and it you know and some of these biases are you know from an evolutionary point of view, some mm. of these biases about you know feeling people potentially feeling more comfortable with people who look like them mm. or people who who they see as part of their group mm. some of that stuff's got some i guess evolutionary sort of benefit to it in a way you that's know, right or, or yeah. roots i should say that's you right, know so yeah. it's important to understand why that might be but we you know we don't just we don't just behave based on what evolution gives us you know we don't right, we don't yes. just go around <laughs> acting on our base instincts yeah constantly. exactly you yeah. know we're hunter gatherers exactly yeah, like, yeah yeah well you know oh, we're angry we just just start attacking Right, right, and you know, it, and actually, that's an empathy bias, isn't it? You know, you're good. more you're more likely to protect or advocate for a group that you identify yeah, with yeah. than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's important to understand how these things work. You know, we're human beings. Mm. Uh, our minds and our brains are wired in a particular way. Mm. Um, they're flawed. They're flawed. Exactly. Well, that's flawed. really important, isn't it? Right. Like, they're flawed. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't fundamentally yeah, yeah. flawed. So we, not... it's a constant battle against that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and that's a major point in terms of. I don't think we talk about that kind of cognitive bias that we yeah. have. That we have a number of fault lines with our brain. Our brain is uh, a lot of the time quite primal, quite emotional. Yeah. And it, it essentially governs who we are. Yeah. So we have to, as you say, to that, that point of, of battling against that, we have to battle against yeah. that, right? We've got to be in the right kind of uh, state of, of, of self-awareness to yeah, recognize absolutely. that we have a bias, our emotions are pulling us in a particular direction or our reaction, our first reaction isn't necessarily what exactly. we actually believe and all this We've kind of stuff. We've got all these cognitive errors that we're constantly yeah. making, right. thinking errors. We've got to, you know, and we've got to be aware of them. And hopefully, you know, if you're the sort of person who's um, interested in self-improvement in the yeah. broadest sense, you yeah, know, exactly. just in, in just developing as a human being, yeah, then I think that's part of that is re recognizing that and, mm. and challenging ourselves as well. Yeah. Well, we sound like humanitarians, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we honestly so do. It's a sort of self-development gurus or yeah. something like that. I don't know. <laughs> what yeah. is the future? I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm somewhat of a of a futurist with these things, and I have hope that you know, we will aspire to be good human beings. Yeah. But it does, you know, you have to take that, that moment to stop and think, as you say, to yeah. go back to your point. You've got to reflect. And once you've taken that moment to reflect, you've got to do something about it. You yeah. know, what kind of human being do you yeah. want to be in this, in this society? Yeah. And what kind of role model do you want to be? Absolutely. You know, you're a role model to someone, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You know, there's someone within your community that looks up to you 
And you know, I think it's about time that we we recognise that and we 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 are a little bit more active yeah. with our endeavours. So hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. I mean, it's a big topic, isn't it? It is a big, a big topic. topic. I mean, we've, know, we've, we've we did we've done the news roundup as well, and we've spoken yeah. about some. So just shocking. Yeah, some shocking incidents that we, we don't usually do this on this podcast. We, no. we, we you know we usually have a bit of a news roundup and talk about some other stuff as well. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just interested in how these things pan out. Because the particularly the, the banana in Bromley thing, oh I'd just goodness. be interested in how see what the responses see like. See what right? the responses see if it like. changes. Yeah, see what the police do. Yeah, and the other thing is, it never. Well, actually, it does. It does astound me mm. the ways that people can come up with to racially abuse people. Yeah, you know that's yeah, the sad. Yeah, yeah. That's a really sad thing here for me. That is. Yeah. Is the just. The creative ways, Frank, that people can come up with to abuse people. I'm going to people. send a banana to I'm a table. I'm going to send a banana to a table. I've got wow. this app, and I'm going to use that wow. to race you. So it's not, sad. Yeah. It's so sad. It's just crazy. Isn't Seriously. It? Absolutely. It's crazy. so sad. So. Yeah. yeah wow. Well, look, this is. I'm not happy. We got to, Yeah. Exactly. We've got yeah. to be kind to each other. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the point. And you know, unconscious bias is something we need to recognise, especially as black travellers. We want to be safe. The black experience, the BAME experience, is a unique one, and these conversations they've got to be out there yeah you know what we would say is if there's anything you've taken from this podcast please share it with the community around you yeah. you know please you know bring visibility to some of these incidents but also talk about what the solutions might be absolutely and we'd like to hear your experiences as well as always you can contact us at um, contact at the black traveler.com two l's two l's right. as always say that two l's off. thank you friend um two l's or you know or you can drop us if you're using anchor uh, as a platform for this podcast you can yep. drop us a comment through anchor mm. um yeah really happy to to deal with any of those questions as well that you've you've, you've got um about us yeah about what you know what we think about certain issues happy to do that that's it for this week is it? it is yeah, yeah absolutely okay. and uh take care safe travels safe everyone. travels everyone